Hey, everybody. Rachel here with a quick note about this episode. We had a little bit of technical difficulty with one of our audio tracks, but the show itself is so fun, we decided to go ahead and release it anyway. So hopefully you'll enjoy it. It is definitely not um, unlistened toable. I don't know if that's a word, but we're going to go with it. It's such a fun show. We figured you would have a good time with it anyway. So we hope you enjoy it. Check it out. And thanks for listening. Bye, everybody. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to The Stream Queens, where we review movies that are horror and horror-adjacent that you can stream on the internet. I'm your host, Rachel, and joining me tonight is my favorite pizza salad, Mars. Hi! <laughs> yeah, I'm just joking. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Welcome back to The Stream Queens, where we, as we said, review horror movies that you can stream on the internet. Tonight's a little different. I am your host, Mars. But I am not joined by my co-host, Rachel. I'm actually joined by a Dames of Castamere co-host, Hurley. Hi, everyone. Rachel is on a much, much deserved vacation. So, Hurley, thank you for stepping up tonight and doing of this course. with me. Of course. Thanks for inviting me. Uh, it's been, I mean, we were talking about it before we started recording. It's been a while. It's been a while. Yeah. Yeah. But this is going to be fun. I'm excited. Yes. I'm just hoping that I, I wasn't until, I mean, honestly, today I was like writing up the show that Rachel does every time, right? And I was like, I can do this, do, 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 do. And then I got in and was like, oh, and then forget this, and then this, and then this. And then I realized <laughs> we've been doing this for how many years and I don't have the outro memorized? Like, what? what? Like, what is actually wrong with me? Do I just, I think it's like, Rachel goes into the thing at the end and I'm just like, hmm, thinking about other shit, apparently. <laughs> just already moved on. Yeah, like, I've... So I had to go back and listen to an old episode and sit there and like, oh, yeah, no. And it's so familiar hearing it. And then I had to write it down. I was like, I don't know. Right. Who are we? What are we here for? <laughs> but anyway, how have you been? What have you been up to? I've been good. I'm moving apartments, which is just the most fun you can ever have. Mm, um, yeah. Yeah. And thank God I'm almost done. But it's going to be sweet. It's going to be a much better place. And I'm just very excited to get out of the old place. It's where I've been the whole pandemic. So I'm really sick of looking at these four walls oh, all God, day, yeah. every day. So, yeah, it's going to be it's gonna be good. I'm excited. That is, that's exciting. Again, if you need help, let me know. <laughs> I will. I will come help. <laughs> I, I feel like it. such an asshole. You've been talking about moving for like a couple of weeks. And I'm just like, oh, yeah, that sucks. <laughs> and then today I was like, ah, that's because not. Because volunteering to move, help someone move is also the worst apart from actually doing the moving is the like oh no oh, oh shit they said yes hey great <laughs> ah. no yeah no and it wasn't even an avoidance of not wanting to help you i just realized like i don't know <laughs> i've moved by myself every time so it doesn't occur to me to yeah. ask for help which i realize is not good good personality well, training, I, always, but... <laughs> I always time it so like i i mean yeah it would be great if i could time it perfectly so it's like the old least ends and the new one begins just the next day and there's no overlap and i can't do the one weekend move thing i can't i need more time or else i'm gonna go insane so i've been doing it kind of slowly so it's been okay it hasn't all been like just insane day after day after day but this weekend is the big one so we'll get through it have you been able to move stuff into the new place yeah like yeah yeah earlier than that, I, I got the keys late march so, oh, okay. Yeah. So, I mean, after working all day, I don't go over and, you know, bring a load over. It's more like weekends, but it's still, it's, it's, it's been nice having, having more time to just not have to, have to rush. Yeah. That so is nice. I feel like that's like a, you know, that you're kind of moving up in the world when you can do that versus the like, no, we have to make it. So it's the same weekend because we cannot afford to have any overlap. It sucks having the overlap in rent. But I feel like it's like, you know what? I'm going to treat myself by not killing myself to do this. Yeah. The luxury of time. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Yeah. 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 I feel like every time Rachel asks me this on the show, it's the mm -hmm. same thing. Every time where I'm like, work is stressful. And that's about it. Like, there's well, nothing more. it is. Because working in a cap sporting capitalist society is nothing but stress. It's just the way it is. So don't be. <laughs> if it's the truth, it's the truth. You know, any scary movies, books, TV shows or anything that you've been playing or reading or watching lately that you want to talk about? Well, I did. And I'm actually bringing it up because it's something that I want you to read because <laughs> it, 
the tradition that Mars and I have is whenever I give Mars presents, it's always books that I want her to then read so that we can talk about them because it's normally things that no one else has read. And I'm like, Mars, Mars, finish the book. We need to talk about it. And I don't know if you just have really good taste or if you're lucky or what, but they're always really good. Well, I'm glad. Well, so the one thing that I do want to bring up because it's kind of relevant to what we watched because it's kind of possession-y related. It's probably Uh the best fiction book about possession that I've ever read. It's called Come Closer by Sarah Gran. Wait, one more time. What's it called? It's called Come Closer by Sarah Sarah Gran, G-R-A-N. It's short. It's not a very long book, but it is creepy. It's first person written. It's from the perspective of someone who's realizing something is. Don't go, don't buy it because I actually have it. I bought it for you. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Go get it. Next time we hang out, I'll give it to you. But it is so creepy and so well written. I technically listened to it via audiobook, and I went out and bought it. It's real, real good. I had to like just sit there and kind of just be and be in my head and be in my thoughts when I finish it. Like, fuck. Oh, that's that's the best though. Those are the best ones. Yeah, it's real good, and I can't wait for you to read it too, so that I have someone else to talk to. It's <laughs> the worst. Oh, yeah. Is like I can't when I don't know anybody who's read it. I'm like, all right. So I'll just go over to he- over and over again in my head. That's so fun. <laughs> yeah, I've been uh, I've been stuck on the same book for like months now because I did the thing where I was reading a lot and then stopped reading, mm-hmm. and now I'm yeah, stuck I on the that. same book. And yeah. it's of uh, the history of the colonization of Australia, so it's not like oh, I mean it's super interesting. Don't get me wrong. Like, did it's you really get to the Emu War yet? No, not yet. <laughs> but it's really good and really well written. But it's also something where it's like I sit down, I read two chapters, and I'm like, well, that was enough history for today. <laughs> and then I go do other things where I don't have to think so much. But it is good. But it's also like every t- I don't even I can't even tell you how many shows I've done where Rachel's like, yeah, what are you up to? And I'm like, still reading that book, <laughs> the same fucking book over and over again. Made it a couple more years, and then I stopped. <laughs> but I'm gonna know a lot about Australia at some point. <laughs> It's going to be useless knowledge. It's going to be great. Okay, so tonight we are here to review a movie called Hell Baby. This was my pick. Have you seen this before or did I pick something that you've already seen? No, I'd never seen it. Okay, so here's why I picked it then. It was actually suggested to me by the lover who said that it was actually really funny, even though like it's something that I'd seen the pictures for and I was like, nah, that looks dumb. And... (laughs) He kind of did the same thing, and then he watched it, and he's like, no, you got to watch this. So I did, and actually, like, I was pleasantly surprised by it, so I wanted to see what you thought. So Hell Baby is a horror comedy that premiered at the Sundance Film Festival in 2013, and it is directed by Robert Ben Grant, who played Father Sebastian, and Thomas Lennon, who played Father Padrigo. Both Grant and Lennon have just, I mean, they're recognizable actors. They've yes. got a ton of credits as acting, writing, and directing. Notably, a lot of Reno 911. Yep. Like, a lot of Reno yep. 911. This movie stars Rob Corddry and Leslie Bibb as Jack and Vanessa, as well as Keegan Michael Key, who's hilarious, as yep. Rennell. Rob Hubel is Mikey, and Paul Shear as Ron. I don't think I want to say the thing about the budget because that's just sad. I was going to say, is this a typo or is this? See, that's the thing. It's like all of this was <laughs> off of Wikipedia, right? And so I'm like, maybe that's not accurate. But um, I could see the box office. <laughs> no offense. I was yeah. entertained, but I could also see that. <laughs> yeah, this movie was not very well received and continues to not be very well received <laughs> for numerous reasons, uh, which we'll get into later. That being said. Curly. All right. So this Would is. Would you please oh. give the spoiler warning? I will. So we're going to spoil this movie. If you haven't seen it and you want to see it without being spoiled, stop listening now. I don't know if I would say that it, it, it would necessarily ruin the experience if, you, if it was spoiled. The parts that were entertaining aren't necessarily, I don't know, the super plot driven parts. For me, at least, if you're familiar with horror movies, I feel like you would probably kind of see how the movie's going to go from the beginning. Yeah. And again, it's 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 sort of the other the aspects other than the actual, you know, each scene advancing the plot that kind of, that make it a entertaining watch. So, I think you'd be fine if you kept listening, but obviously totally up to you, dear listener. Yeah, I I mean, I agree. There's not I going into it it pretty much it just is what it is. I think it's funny, but again, it's like, you know, 
we might ruin some of the jokes by saying I think it was funny when this <laughs> happened. But all in all, I don't know. I'm one of those people who I never want to be spoiled. So I like go into everything as cold as possible, mm-hmm. regardless of whether or not it ends up actually mattering. So I would not be spoiled, but it's not going to ruin the experience. I think you're right. <laughs> if you go in spoiled watching this movie. <laughs> Before we get started, I'm currently drinking a pineapple white claw. What are, are you I enjoying drinking, a Friday night beverage? Yes, I am drinking. It's a craft ginger mule, basically like a Moscow mule in a can by the brand is Reed's. It is Ooh. real good. I discovered it just randomly at 7-Eleven next to my apartment. And I was like, what the hell? Then I'm not going to say I got hooked because that sounds bad because it's alcohol. But you know what I mean. It was like, oh, this is going to be something that I just need to keep having. Like current favorite, you right. know? Yes, like, current favorite. Shame. Yes, I need to find a find place that has it near my new apartment now because otherwise I'm going to be very sad. I feel like I've seen things like that before. I, I didn't, but I mean, it's, it's so, not, it's not like what you get in, in a glass at a bar. It's not quite there, but it's, it definitely has that feeling of like, oh yeah, like I love a good Moscow mule and like the cool glass and everything. One of my favorite drinks. And it definitely makes me think of that. Not quite the same, but it, it gets you there. And I mean, there's, it's one of those things where I'm willing to, you know, accept a few downward points in uh, quality for upward points in accessibility. Uh, you know? Yeah, uh-huh. Yeah, uh-huh, yeah. When the pendulum swings <laughs> in a certain direction. Be like I... the motto of the pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. The world is a dark place. <laughs> it's a dark place. But at least it's lighter at night. Yeah, and at least there's... Man, that is such a boost to my mood. Is that just that one hour every single oh every God. single year? It's just like, oh yes, this is what it's like to be happy again. This is one of the first <laughs> years I think where it actually like yeah same because normally I'm just like Bleh, you know whatever but right. like now it's like I get home from work and there's still daylight. Yes, <sighs> I I love. We'll get to like September October and I'll be so sick of the hot summer weather that I'll be like I need fall get her now, but. Power loss is just make it kills my like love of that new season. I'm like, why? Why is it dark at four forty five? Oh my god, it's so fucking depressing. It, it it truly is. But we're at the opposite now, so yay. I know. Well, yeah, and I'm gonna be happy about it for the next I don't mm-hmm. know twenty days or so until it starts getting really hot, and yes. then you'll just hear me be like, "What happened to the rain?" <laughs> and I'm such like an old person now because I keep having that conversation where I'm like, "Oh." Summer's going to be bad because we didn't have a lot of rain this winter. Like, Same. Have I become? Yep. Ooh. No, that's what Ooh, I tell I myself. Become. Every time I get all like grumpy because I'm like, oh, it's raining again. And I think, okay, no, fast forward two months. You're going to be really glad for every single day of rain. Don't be. Yeah. It's, I, I hear you. I've now become my parents in so many ways. Oh, it's chilling. It's, it's real it's, chilling. It's truly chilling. I need to actually lower all the blinds because now it's actually getting dark. And so people are just like, can see right into my apartment and like, oh, yeah. Not, oh, the windows are open kind of way, but like, a, oh, yeah. And everyone's just, everyone looks right at the place where the light's coming from. Like, hi, everyone. It's like, it's like one of those things that I always wonder about in horror movies when someone hides in a house and it's dark outside and then they turn all the lights on inside and then like cup their face against the window yes, to see outside. Yes. Like, just turn the lights out. That's, that's honestly. <laughs> so the first time I ever watched the. Shit. What was it? Not the... Fuck. I always mix them up. The one with, you know, that classic moment where it's... What's his name? He's he's not... He's he's the... He's plays Ed Warren, but he, it's not that one. But it's where the demon, oh. the, the demon looks out from right behind his face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Insidious? Yes. First yeah. time I ever watched that, I was like by myself as things were getting dark. And I was so glued to the movie... By the time we got, you know, three quarters of the way through, it was like this. It was dark enough, but I had the windows all open and it was light inside. I'm like, that thing's definitely looking through the window. Like, yeah, right for sure. Now, right? <laughs> like, I could go close the shades, but then I might see it there just staring at me. So I'll stay over here. It's like one of those things, like, my theory of if you continue to ignore the scary thing in the dark, it'll continue to hide kind of thing, where you're Mm -hmm. like, well, now I have to sit here and pretend like I'm just casually watching a movie, really. Yep. I'll pretend like I don't know, and it'll just sit there waiting for me to eventually have to do something. (laughs) 
Yep. And then you have to like casually unfocus your eyes and be like, oh, I'm just closing my curtains. I'm just coming and over here. I'm going to close them real quick and then turn around real fast and then go back over to the other side of the apartment and just not pay attention to the window at all. Just shutting the demons out. <laughs> Don't worry. Yeah. Okay, so let's get into it. Uh, like I said earlier, I picked I picked this because it's something that just kind of looks dumb when you just read the title and see the picture and you're like, why would I waste my time? But I actually do think it is a hidden gem in ways because it's, you know, it is actually funny and it's got a lot of it people in it that are recognizable. Yes. And I just think, I mean, you know, it's, it wasn't well received. It continues to not be, which, it's, you know. It's not the... It, maybe finest crafted piece of horror cinema ever, but it's, it is it's dumb fun. It's you fun. Know? Yeah. The people in it, fun. the people in it are just so natural at comedy and are just clearly like it. it you just want them to keep doing what they're doing. Yeah. So we're going to go through the synopsis. I know normally stream Queens structure. I do the synopsis, Rachel and I discuss as we go, but we're going to go ahead and do this uh, Dames of Castamere style. Throwback to the old podcast that we used Mm -hmm. to do together. We're going to kind of alternate going through the different plot points. Tried to break it up. Sorry if I make you talk a lot. Uh, (laughs) I'm in charge tonight. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so our movie starts out with Jack and an eight-month pregnant Vanessa moving into their newly purchased fixer-upper. Very clearly a Mm fixer-upper. And there's... Already right off the bat, a uh, creepy naked lady in the upstairs window. Just to, you know, make sure that we know exactly what's going on, Mm -hmm. I guess. As they're moving in, Jack finds an old lamp in the house and he tries to turn it on and it sparks and it makes Vanessa nervous. And then she asks him to paint over the Miss 13 graffiti, which is funny. Uh, (laughs) And Jack teaches her all about gangs just before, honestly, my favorite character, Fresnel. Absolutely. uh, Oh, 100%. Unsurprisingly, Keegan-Michael Key steals the show. Oh, yeah. I mean, which is hard for him to not do, really. Yes, right. But this was a good one. I really I liked it. Try- I was trying to place, I think, that kind of accent he's doing. I think it's kind of, it reminds me of the the landlord character that he does in Key and Peele. Do you remember that one? Where no. the landlord who comes in, like, every so- once in a while to, like, there's one episode he's looking for the really short guy who's hiding in the apartment. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, I do know. Yeah, it kind of sounds like that, about. but it also is sort of re- kind of sounds like the substitute teacher, you know, you done messed up, A.A. Ron. Oh, my God. It kind of reminds me of that, too. I was trying to place which kind of voice it was. I think it's kind, it's sort of similar to both of those, but it's it's he it's just chef's kiss. Oh, my gosh. It's so good. I mean, so he, you know, lets himself into the house through the window and then starts telling them about all the different names that their house has and the thing. And I love, like, he's, I can't remember any of the, like, you know, it's all other languages, but I just love, he's like, he says the first one. And they're like, ooh, that sounds cool. What's that? And he's like, House of Blood. House of Blood. <laughs> and it's so, I just, I don't know. He delivers really well on everything but i like this scene a lot where we get introduced to for now we get introduced to the house and how you know there hasn't been a murder in the house for a really long time at least two months and a week i'd say like you know <laughs> and i love uh when he's like yeah but the house has really good bones and she's like you mean structure right not like they're there's not, actual, bones, actual here. bones in here <laughs> and he's like yeah we'll say that's what i mean <laughs> it's good and it's a good introduction to our characters so they meet their neighbor for now or who i don't know maybe he's not a neighbor he might be the secret squatter that they don't know about but either way he's around and he takes off after warning them that the window is gets stuck on if you're closing it from the inside but super easy to open from the outside (laughs) just super easy to get in and out for absolutely no reason uh, and when they turn around, their boxes are stacked poltergeist style in a single tower to the ceiling. Which, as somebody who is currently moving, is a real nightmare. <laughs> you think you've moved them all and then to turn around and they're all just back where they started. That would be enough to make me run away screaming at that point. I didn't even <laughs> think I just about did that. this! No. <laughs> And I do love just the way the scene cuts, So where they just stand there kind of staring, and then he's like, what the fuck? And then it cuts. (laughs) Yes. And then it cuts dramatically across the world to Vatican City, where demon-hunting priests Father Sebastian and Father Padrigo 
are going over their last exorcism with a head, I think it's a cardinal, who, any Veep fans out there, is played by Selena's husband. Oh my god, I knew he looked familiar. Yep, yep. <laughs> in my head, he got stuck as just not eating Adrian Brody. He looks almost yes, like... Yes, you're not wait. wrong. Yes. And, you know, he has obviously a very affected accent, but yep, it's him. And this cardinal assigns the priests their next case, which is Louisiana, coincidentally, where Jack and Vanessa have just moved to. Dun, dun, dun. So back in Louisiana, Jack's brushing his teeth while Vanessa showers, and he's just trying to convince her that the odds that they're going to get murdered in this house are not very high. <laughs> I feel like it's, and, like, this is the most depressing part of these kind of stories. We can't just leave. You know how much money we just sunk into this house? We are trapped here. Which is, like, kind of a sad part to think about. It. Like, you he- read these or watch these kind of stories, and you're like, just go. And you realize, like, oh, no, you... You can't just go. You are truly trapped here. Like, how much money did you sink into this place? Yeah. Just figure it out. (laughs) I mean, I think a lot of people, I I guess I won't say everybody, but so many people dream of owning a house someday. And the more I think about it, the more I'm like, oh, but there's so many other factors. Mm -hmm. And hauntedness aside, (laughs) you know, it's such a huge thing. And then like Like, picking like the electricity constantly not working. Like when he keeps trying to fix that one lamp and it keeps shocking (laughs) Or what if you, if, like, again, haunting aside, you buy this house and you find out Fresnel lives in it also uh-huh. somehow, yeah. kind of, <laughs> like, or even if it wasn't even that extreme, if you just moved into a house and all of your neighbors are that invasive and crazy, yes. like, I mean, I like Fresnel, but I get it. You probably wouldn't want him. Right. It's a little, little, it's a little much. You just thing. moved in. You're trying to get settled in. You're, you know, clearly about, your life's about to change. You're about to have a baby. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you've got your neighbor being like, oh, we already know everything about you. And also we nicknamed your house the House, house of Blood. blood. Uh-huh. House of Blood. House of Blood. <laughs> Goddamn. So Jack's trying to convince Vanessa that it's going to be fine. You know, there hasn't been a murder in two months and two in a week or whatever. <laughs> and odds of it happening again are super low. And we get a creepy shower moment where... Uh, yes. The naked, the creepy naked lady from the beginning <laughs> peeks out through the shower curtain. And then when Jack goes to check for Vanessa because she stopped responding, the shower is just empty. Yeah, it's just empty. The next day, Vanessa is standing in the kitchen sink kind of in a trance, just scrubbing the shit out of her yep. fingertips and ignoring her doctor and also tasting her own blood. And also she makes friends with an omen style Rottweiler. Oh, with the omen. That's where, that's the reference. I kept thinking, look at the dog going like, that's a reference to something. You're right. It's definitely. It's the omen. Also, why is the kitchen sink just in the middle of the room by itself? The kitchen sink was, (laughs) I'm probably supposed to be part of the fact that it's, oh, it's a fixer upper, but it's, it's like just the sink. There's, like, nothing else in the kitchen. The same thing with the tub. Like, it was just, like, a freestanding tub in the middle of a room. Yes. Also, Leslie Bibb does the, like, smiling with the dead eyes so well. Oh, my gosh. It's creepy, like, before actual creepy behavior obviously starts. She's just so good at just the dead eyes and, like, everything's fine, honey. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I mean, Leslie Bibb is one of those actresses that shows up in things so sporadically, but every time she does, I think, she, you know, she does a good job. I like her. Yes. I think she should be in more things. Yeah. Rob Corddry, I'm kind of on the fence with, because sometimes I'm just like, oh my God, I get it. You can shout. But yes. I think, he, but I did like him in this one. This is it's definitely, a little bit, I feel like the most normal I've seen yeah. him act in yeah. Yeah, anything that I've seen him in. So speaking of, of Jack, he tries to fix that that same lamp that I mentioned and shocks himself again. It's clearly not going to get fixed. And Vanessa then reminds Jack that her sister is coming over to visit and bless the house and gives him a glass of iced tea, which turns out to be pure paint thinner. <laughs> <laughs> and after Vanessa blames the fact that she gave him paint thinner on, oh, it's mommy brain, pregnancy brain, Jack sits back on the couch and to be startled by the... <laughs> ever present for now <laughs> who is apparently sleeping in the house's crawl space yeah you know just taking a nap in your neighbor's crawl space no yep. big deal yep. normal shit so jack then goes to explore the crawl space under the house and finds this box which he looks into we don't see and he seems kind of disturbed by it and he hides it on the bed 
And then we get an interesting kind of continuity thing where it sure seems like it's nighttime. And then suddenly we go to daytime and he's like, I'm taking a nap, honey. I noticed that a lot like, in this in this movie. Okay. Like, the room looks, the living room looks dark. So you're like, oh, it's nighttime. Right. But then he's in the bedroom in daylight. Yeah. So I had a hard, I, I, you know, and part of me was like, maybe it's on purpose to be like, this is such a fixer upper that it doesn't have great natural light. Maybe. So it just is weird. But also maybe it's just continuity. Just, I don't know. But I also <laughs> noticed that too, where I'm like, I never know what time of day it is in this movie. <laughs> Ever. So whatever time it is, he, Jack decides he's going to take a nap. And so he gets into bed and... Then it sure seems like his wife is about to, she's crawling under the covers, about to give him a little uh, afternoon delight, which quickly becomes the opposite when Jack realizes it's the creepy naked lady under the blankets with him, and he whacks her with a fire extinguisher, seemingly killing her. And Vanessa comes in and says, oh, we can't call the cops. What is this going to look like? What are you possibly going to say to defend yourself? So they decided to just bury her in the backyard while Vanessa very casually has a drink from a large glass of wine. And then the Rottweiler shows up again, and Vanessa seems to give it a very creepy command in some sort of demon voice, which, of course, completely freaks out Jack, and he asks her to go see a psychiatrist, and she totally agrees to it. I... See, this was uh, also one of the scenes that I thought was funny, because he's like, oh, shoot. We're supposed to call the city to ask about yeah, the, the like things that no one ever talks about in these movies. Like, yeah. we, we shouldn't just dig. What if there's a gas line? Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, of shit. course, <laughs> there might be because that's the logical thing to think instead of just bury the body. <laughs> Especially in the house of this age, it seems like maybe yeah, I don't know. Planning was different back. <laughs> you right. know, oh, so for like, sure. This could be anywhere. Yes, exactly. So Jack and Vanessa go to make the appointment they go to the psychiatrist's office where we meet dr marshall who's an avid biker and as vanessa points out clearly can see the outline of his penis through his shorts <laughs> and the three of them are heading into dr marshall's office when fresnel calls jack to let him know that there are two police officers in his house how does he know that because he's also in the <laughs> house already and he let them in so jack has a frantic phone call with fresnel because he's you know he knows he just buried an old lady in his backyard yep. he had fresnel i mean doesn't quote unquote and so he's just trying to get Fresnel to get the cops out of his house and all the time this is happening Vanessa's having her appointment with Dr. Marshall and just as he gets off the phone she comes out of the office all happy and with a prescription for Valium and apparently Dr. Marshall thinks she's 100% fine even though Valium so uh -huh. you know Jack has questions real, real quick appointment a minute or two. <laughs> oh yeah just to be like you're fine here's some drugs so Jack you know obviously is kind of curious about the situation and doesn't doesn't trust that that's a good diagnosis. So he's going to go back into the office to talk to Dr. Marshall when Vanessa starts crying because, you know, she's like, fine, you know, I'm only the mother of your child, but don't, fine, don't, don't believe me. Go check, you know, whatever. Yes, like, so, <clears throat> yeah, yeah. So Jack, you know, pauses in the doorway and he decides not to talk to Dr. Marshall, which is fine because Dr. Marshall is uh, shredded and not in any position to talk to anybody. Yeah, well, so, you know, but it was, I don't know, I liked the over-the-shoulder reveal. Yes, the open it, it, it kind of, it looked like he was almost going to turn around and look, and then he just didn't. Like, yeah. oh, gosh. Yeah. And I mean, like, like I was saying earlier, there's not a whole lot about this movie that's super unique. Right. So it's not that unique of a reveal, but I don't know, everything kind of fits together so well. Yeah. So, I don't know, I like that. Meanwhile... Father Sebastian and Father Rodrigo have landed in Louisiana, and uh, they get to work. Yep. Okay, I feel like there's one thing that I think I missed in looking at my notes. I think it was back before they go to the psychiatrist. <laughs> one line that Vanessa says, it's when Jack says he's going to get a gun. And she says... Oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> she says, you should have your NPR tote bag taken away for that. I was like, yeah. pause, write that down. I do love that when she's like, what is it? Where she goes, oh, yeah, we move into this neighborhood and bring in more guns or yep. something. What was it called? The lower, lower, lower garden district yeah. or something? Yes. <laughs> I heard that. Yeah. I was like, I, I got to write that one down. Yeah, I think it, I think it was bad. I think I technically, I should have called it out in the last uh, summary, but I just, I needed to uh, point that one out because that was probably one of my favorite lines in the whole movie. Yeah, yep. same. I do. <laughs> and I, and that, that's the same scene where Fresnel appears behind them and yes, Jack yeah. jumps, but Vanessa's like, oh, hi, Fresnel. At least like 
half of the jump scares in this movie are just for now. now. It's not even something like, oh, it's a monster. It's just for now. (laughs) It's just for now. But I love at this point, you know, she's clearly starting to get possessed by whatever demon or taken over by the influence of the hell baby. But at this point, she's not even startled. She's just, oh, hi for now. Yep. (laughs) Morning. (laughs) Okay. So meanwhile at the house, the police officers, Mickey and Ron, they come back to ask about a, the local elderly lady, Mrs. Nussbaum. Yeah. She's right there on a stretcher on the sidewalk and they bring Jack out to kind of be like, Oh, what? like as if something's happened to her, like they're going to grill, grill him again. But then she just pops up and she's totally fine <laughs> and just wants to thank Jack for putting her down for a nap. Mm-hmm. And then we get a scene that I didn't write out in the thing because I was like, oh, I'll leave this up to her if she wants to describe this. But, uh, if you haven't seen it, if you have seen it, you know what we're talking about. It's yes. upsetting. <laughs> yes. And so I'll just, I'll go to, <laughs> I'll go to what you have here. <laughs> so over yet another bottle of wine, Vanessa is just kind of saying, well, you know what? Fuck it. I want more wine, which I would have a lot of trouble probably disagreeing with if I were that pregnant and that uncomfortable, even if I wasn't getting possessed. So Vanessa says that she thinks they need to just kill the cops to throw suspicion off of them. And Jack rightfully says that she needs to maybe tone it down with the alcohol and kind of calm down. And so she says, um, you know what? I'm just going to drink more paint thinner instead. She literally pulls out a (laughs) little carton of it, pours it into the wine glass. All good signs. All, All really, things you want to yes. Take. Totally normal things. I'm sorry. Did you want to talk about that? <laughs> I didn't mean to skip it over. <laughs> no, totally up to you. I just was like, I'm not going to force her to. I don't think I wrote down a whole lot about that. It's real grabby. It's re- yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. It's real. Yeah. The uh, special effects are, are, are something there. I mean, I think this is probably the second or third time I've seen this movie, but, and I didn't really even think about it until this time around, but because I was like, Oh, you know, she's a crazy old lady. You know, this makes sense. Probably not all mentally there or whatever. Yeah. But what she's wearing are shreds of the bed sheet that they buried her in. So she's still wearing shredded bed sheet and duct tape. And I didn't recognize it the first couple of times (laughs) until this time. I was like, Oh my God, it's the bed sheet. It's duct tape. Okay. (laughs) All right. So the cops, Mickey and Ron, are at Dr. Marshall's office investigating his murder when the fathers show up to the crime scene. I liked this interaction a lot because the fathers being like, oh, yeah, no, it's supernatural. And the cops being like, oh, I don't know. But I mean, I guess I'd be open to it. Right. Others are like, I mean, it might also be crime. Who knows? It could be really either. I know. It's so not what you get in, you know, not primarily comedy movie about something having to do with horror where the cops and, you know, these like, you know, priest characters who are coming in thinking it's something supernatural would immediately be, they would never, they would butt heads and never see eye to eye. And it'd be just, they'd be fighting each other. But these guys are immediately best friends. <laughs> immediately. And it's so funny because the interaction is that they're not trying to step on anyone's toes. We're being like, oh, no, right. no, no, no. Like, I mean, did you get anything supernatural? Yep. I mean, like I, cause I'd be open. If you did, you know, who knows at this point, really? And it's, <laughs> and then, of course, after that, it's, you know, oh, you guys ever had a po' boy? So they go to get the best po' boys ever. And I'm sorry. I wanted a sandwich so bad. This, Every time I watch this scene, I want that sandwich this, so fucking bad. Re- because they're in Louisiana also, it reminds me of you with the muffaletta sandwich. Oh, my God, that sandwich. <laughs> <sighs> Stick this in my pocket, in my, my purse. purse. <laughs> And, like, I don't know, like, I know, I think this is one of those scenes that would have, uh, is it, Rachel has the thing where she can't listen to people chewing and it was, eating and It stuff. got to be a little much for me, where it was kind of like, okay, I get it. Like, Oh, see, it's... I 100% the whole time was like, god damn, I want that sandwich. <laughs> it didn't even bother me watching close-ups of people eating, I was just like, fuck, that looks like a good fucking sandwich. Is that bread? That. <laughs> <sighs> and then how full they are afterwards, and I'm yeah. like, I want, I want that. I want that nap. I want to go to there. I want to go to there. I want to. I want to go to that nap, or uh, that sandwich. <laughs> so I, the I think it's the point where the cops are like looking through the pictures of the, like the doctor, and they're going like, gross. gross. Oh yeah. 
Oh, gross. Like, I'm the thinking, pictures like, they just took of the dude who's yes. still hanging from the wall in front of them just, oh, gross. 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 I was like, I would do that all the time. If I were like a cop or a detective looking at the crime scene pictures, you know, you never see that. It's just like, this one's a rough one. I'd be like, ugh. Gross. God, look at that. I wouldn't be able to not have a reaction. Like, I would not be one of those stoic, like, well, let's look into it. I'd be like, I need a minute here because that was disgusting. Yeah. I need to go outside. New pressure. <laughs> so it's over bonding and po boys that we get the backstories for the fathers on, mm-hmm. you know, how they became, how they entered the priesthood and how they got to be where they are. And, you know, one of them was a bullfighter who almost got killed, and the other yep. one was a living statue who got shot. And then I love when times. they get to the cops being like, Well, do you want to hear our story? And, and like, it starts out with, like, nah. I was a new guy. And, <laughs> He was, and he's like, and I was kind of the rebel. And the father's like, no, we get nope. it. You didn't get along, yeah. and then you did. <laughs> and they're like, no, but do you really want to hear the story? No, 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 no. You didn't we, like each other, and then you we, do. We listened to your whole <laughs> story about how you, yeah, yeah, whatever. No, you didn't get along, <laughs> and now you do. We get it. <laughs> and then they round out their little bonding afternoon by going to a strip club. As you do. As Louisiana. you do. I mean, come on. As you do. Yep. So, <laughs> Vanessa takes kind of what looks like a pretty scary nap and Jack gets the box from under the bed and we finally see what's inside, which is vintage pornography somehow starring Vanessa looking exactly like she does now, which makes no sense. And when Vanessa gets up, she snacks on some blood out of like a, you know, raw meat package, which I've definitely cooked with one of those packages and it's always just I open it with the most care that I possibly just like no no so that definitely was like oh gross and then she reminds Jack that her sister's coming to visit Miss goes back to bed and then the power goes back out it goes out in the house and when it comes back on of course Jack discovers who yes you guessed it Fresnel because who else who is curious about a, a box of vintage pornography and he also asks about the creepy old lady and clearly is seeing right through Jack's not very, you know, convincing kind of excuse. And he uses it as leverage to keep (laughs) coming into the house. And he also reveals that the creepy omen style dog is just a ghost on account of the fact that (laughs) it's been 15 years and there's no dog poop or as he calls it dog poop no dog poop no dog poop after 15 years no dog no dog poop which i mean fair yeah you'd see that around if if there was a dog chilling around so you know he's he's Especially like a solo dog, like a dog that you saw with people, and you're like, well, maybe they're picking it up. And it seems to be a pretty uh, and it's independent. It's it's a big dog. Yeah, there'd be a lot of pup. Yeah, (laughs) a lot of pup. (laughs) (laughs) And so then they naturally go because clearly this is a movie meant to make Mars hungry. They they go get po' boys too. (laughs) Oh, and I'm not mad about po' boys in round two. (laughs) Not mad. I fucking want that sandwich. That bread looks so good. It's all saucy. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. I don't even know what's on it. It doesn't even matter. I want that sandwich. It got real bad last night when I was watching it, and I was like, "Oh, <laughs> sandwich." <laughs> it's this scene where they finish the sandwiches, and then Fresnel's like, "We'll get two more shrimp, po boys." I'm like, I don't really, really even like shrimp that much, to be honest. Uh-huh. But I would eat the hell out of that sandwich. I bet uh, that'd be the next meal crafted by the uh, the uh, Le boyfriend. I know. I'm gonna have to. Yeah. And it's mostly like then I'm I don't know sorry I'm getting like really like <laughs> no, let's talk about food are you kidding are you talking about food all day I'm getting really <laughs> self reflective where I'm like but really all I'm focusing on is the bread and then the insides are not as important so do I just want bread the bread bread can make or break a sandwich I oh 100 percent it uh, a sandwich can be filled with the best shit and have crappy bread and I will not enjoy it. No, it's the opposite of what you'd think. It's not like the bread is the vehicle for the sandwich insides. It's the sandwich insides are the excuse to eat bread. Yeah. So you may as well, like, if it's not good bread, then what, yeah, that was a waste of a sandwich experience. Yes, absolutely. I, there's a place here in Portland that ha- makes a, it's called a croque monsieur, which sounds really fancy. It's pretty much just ham and some mustard. But they saute the bread in olive oil, and they put Parmesan cheese on the bread before they saute it. So Stop it gets it. this, like, crusty crust stuff. It's Papa Hayden. <gasps> Have you ever been there, Mars? 
No, um, but I've heard of it. Oh my god, I've heard there's of There's one place, right down the street from my new apartment. So we can go. Stop. It is it's one of those things where the only thing wrong with it is that I wish it was like three times bigger. <laughs> I feel like I don't know if you're doing this on purpose, but I feel like you keep choosing apartments that are next to amazing sandwiches. I mean, cuz there's that pulled pork barbecue place next to the place you're moving that's out of. Right. That like, oh shit, those sandwiches. I'm not saying that I'm just sort of subconsciously drawn to good sandwiches, but maybe I am. I am. I'll say it. I can say it. <laughs> <laughs> I okay. feel confident in that. Well, I will introduce it's a good sandwich, but honestly, I just want more of the bread once I'm done. I'm like, just give me five more pieces of this grilled parmesan bread. Oh my god, it's so good. There's this place I mean, I've talked to you. Oh, no, we went there for my birthday, Best Baguette. Yes. And that it's was good. like the insides average, right? It's yeah. just your standard yes. sandwich insides. But that fucking yes. bread, man. I was, oh, man, my we God. Went there, I was so hungover. And that was the thing I needed. It <laughs> saved all of you. That like, I so somehow hungover. was the only one who was not hungover that morning. I mean, I thank just God, because you were driving, but. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I guess that's true, yeah. But, <laughs> but yes, no, that was, I was like, I don't know if I'm going to make it. I don't know if I'm going to be able to keep this sandwich down. And I'm going to so, feel so bad because Mars is so excited about the sandwich. And then I started eating it. I was like, oh, oh no, this is this is just what I needed. This and is then it. it brought life back to you. Yes. <laughs> it really did. I know. Now, I'm actually getting hungry. I've now had a couple drinks. And now I'm like, okay, time for dinner part two because right. you've been drinking. <laughs> Second dinner. <laughs> Second dinner. I'm like, is Papa Hayden still open? Can I still get that sandwich? <laughs> like, uh, Rachel does this to me too, where I'm like, you know, we're doing the podcast and I can hear her going, oh yeah. <laughs> She's like, sorry, I'm ordering food. <laughs> sorry, I was distracted by looking at menus. <laughs> yeah. Which I mean, I don't blame no, her at I all. I do that all the time. But okay. So yeah, when I moved in, you come over and we'll get that and we'll get you that sandwich. It is, oh my God, it I will change your life. Yeah, I want to go to there so bad. <sighs> yep. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so, back at home, Jack is startled by more spooky box decks and has probably, like, I love Fresnel. I do. But this is my favorite joke line in this whole movie. How he turns one way and all the boxes are stacked one yes. way and then he turns the other and then they're filling the doorway and he turns back and they're filling the wall yes. and he moves one in the middle and Miss <laughs> Nussbaum's on the other side and he just stands and he goes I'm, I'm so, so tired of getting startled! <laughs> I have that written in my notes in all caps. It's I am so-, so sick of being startled! <laughs> yes! I love that part. So, so I know we talked about spoilers, like, oh, yeah, plot-wise, there's really not a lot to spoil. It pretty much is what it is. The only thing you can spoil are, like, the jokes and the lines, but right. we probably won't do that. And then every single well, line that made me laugh, I'm like, oh, and remember? <laughs> like, It's funny. That was a funny That one, one is by far my favorite, though. And he I'm delivers so it so perfectly, because that's how you would be living in this, or, you know, torture house where <laughs> you have where no like idea half- what you're going to find. It's like half fear, half frustration. Yes, You're just exactly. frustrated at getting scared over and over again. <laughs> Love that part. So following this, Jack goes upstairs and he finds out that Vanessa's in the shower. So he goes to like, you know, a little sexy shower mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. Only discover it's not Vanessa. It's Marjorie, Vanessa's sister, who Played recently... Played by... What's her... Uh, she's been in a million. She's hilarious. Ricky... Oh, yeah. She's one of those people that like, yes. I recognize her. I don't know her name. I know she's in a bunch of stuff, but... I Ricky Lindholm. Lindholm, I think. I looked it up. Yes. She's hilarious. Yep. Okay. Yeah, so it's Marjorie, who just recently got dumped by Curly Bear and had to move (laughs) off of the reservation. And Marjorie has... She's not super great with boundaries, you know? Nope. She's really not. She's very much one of the, you know, not trying to, like... I don't know. It's 2022. I'm not sure what it's okay to say anymore. But she's a hippie who's very much like, this is my body oil made out of seaweed and i'm just gonna stand here jelly- and put it on in front of my brother-in-law and, and jellyfish fine. placenta and it's just bodies yep boners are natural <laughs> that kind of thing <laughs> awkward also i read uh trivia that it was her idea to do full frontal nudity in this so she was the one who was like yeah that would be hilarious yep, let's, let's do, do full frontal nobody <laughs> suggested it to her she was like we i should be completely completely nude <laughs> which i mean confidence man yeah later that day marjorie does her, you know, mm-hmm. cleansing the house ceremony that she wanted to do. And she does it with Jack, Fresnel, and the cable guy. Fresnel, who, who, who she is clearly kind of vibing with. Oh, 
Oh, yeah. yeah. And I fucking love... I lo- Okay, so I love Kamel Nanjiani. Yes. And I love this little bit part where he just, he's like, he's I just, just the cable guy. The cable. And she's like, well, we've already established the circle, so if you could not leave, that would be great. And he's like, okay. <laughs> so they're trying, they're cleansing the house. It's Marjorie's smudge ceremony or, or you know. Yeah. And as part of the ceremony, they are all supposed to smoke tobacco, mm-hmm. except for tobacco's really bad for you. So it's marijuana. So it's, yeah. Really, really strong. So they get super high. It's, I mean, it's one of those things, you know, I know that there's a lot of dumb humor in this movie, but it cracks. It, it's funny to me. Yes. Like, to watch people pretend to get super high and can't feel their hands. Mm-hmm. They're like, for now, it's like, I feel like I have Hulk hands. I feel like I could punch <laughs> through a, I punch a crater in the ground. <laughs> So as the ceremony wraps up, you know, everybody's super, super high. Mm -hmm. And then an indoor earthquake erupts. I remember the first time I watched this movie and that actually, I wasn't expecting that because the house starts shaking. You're like, it's a haunted house movie. You know, this happens. But then they all run outside screaming where everything's fine. Yes. And it's just like a sunny afternoon. And they're just (laughs) standing on the porch screaming. And then just out of curiosity, they're like, go back in where it's earthquaking. And Jack goes to get Vanessa, and they run outside, and it's just them being like, it's just an outdoor earthquake. (laughs) And then we watch the cable guys so slowly fail at driving away. So this is exactly how I walk when I am (laughs) way too high. It's that, like, left foot, right foot. Am I still moving? Am I moving too fast? Am I moving too slow? Okay, let's keep going. Don't move anything above the waist and don't draw attention to yourself. Just don't fall. Just legs don't. and stare straight ahead. Watching him walk, I was like, oh, oh yeah, man. That's exactly how I look. When I, and I'm in the middle of it, I'm like, you're doing great. You are walking super normal. And then I think back on it like, oh, yeah, I was definitely moving as if I was about <laughs> made of glass or something. Great. That, super not obvious at all. I, yeah. <laughs> That's exactly but, how I look. But in your head, you're like, you're doing great, buddy. Just yeah, keep it up. You're doing great. You're a doing little great. bit further. You look so normal. <laughs> nobody knows. It's, this is this going is, great. Yep. You're nailing it. You're nailing it. <laughs> so uh, after the earthquake, Jack really wants to leave. Vanessa wants to stay because she's under the influence of the hell baby. And they get in kind of an argument about it. And Fresnel suggests that they all sit down to a meal of pizza salad and talk it over. Pizza and it turns salad. out that pizza salad is exactly what it sounds like. I love where she goes, I really thought you were just going to cut up a pizza and put it in salad. He goes, well, that's exactly what I did. Yep. <laughs> like, and now I, I, and love, now I want pizza salad. <laughs> I know, me too. <laughs> I want it. Mm-hmm. So their pizza salad conversation is interrupted by the officers, Mickey and Ron, who have returned to ask... Because Jack and Vanessa were the last two to see Dr. Marshall alive to ask him if they noticed anything. And again, we get kind of, kind of, you know, your stereotypical comedy scene where it seems like the cops know something and they're right. just trying to get them to confess. But in the end, it's just, all right, well, thanks for talking yep. about this. Anyway, we'll, uh, leave yep. it. we'll leave you be. Yep. Get back to your day. Which, again, you know, a lot of the humor in this is pretty standard for, you know, this, this but it's dumb fun and I enjoy it. I yes. don't know. Yeah. Well, when the two officers get back to their car, they find the priests are there. And they reveal Vanessa's vintage pornography. And the priests are obviously convinced that this is supernatural, this has to do with the devil. And when they find out that Vanessa is actually pregnant, that kind of clearly triggers extra concern. And this is where the bird comes through the window, right? Yeah. Yes. So the bird... (laughs) Photocopy the harbinger. <laughs> like, fact, they probably like fax a picture of it back to the Vatican. Yeah. <laughs> back to the Vatican, where again clearly it raises concerns there, and they are authorized to proceed with their investigation, exorcism, whatever they're going to do. Mm-hmm. So the gang now post pizza salad. Vanessa's gone back to to nap because she's done a lot of that lately. And the gang goes back to check on Vanessa, and she's just gone full demon, like floating demon voice, appearing in places where she shouldn't be, things like that. So Jack calls the officers and the fathers back, and they begin this exorcism, you know, they've got standard exorcism procedure. Vanessa's tied to the bed and protesting. Yep. And she goes into labor. The first baby is normal. Normal. And the second one is hell baby. Mm -hmm. And I actually love 
I kind of love the scene where they're chasing it around the room and you just see the like the umbilical cord it, it like, remi- snip away. It really time. reminds me of the alien face. Yeah. That's what it made yes. me think of in, in Aliens uh, when it's hiding in that one room and then it like jumps out and you're like, yeah. 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 I actually, I mean, I know it's kind of probably a, a dumb effect or a dumb, you know, I don't know. A, I think it's funny, though, to see that umbilical cord just zipping away underneath things. But, yeah, it totally reminds me yeah, of Aliens. that's what it made me think of. Yeah. So they do eventually capture the Hell Baby, and then it becomes this desperate game of Hell Baby Hot Potato, where they're just mm-hmm. kind of tossing both Hell Baby and Regular Baby yes. in a circle, because nobody <laughs> wants to hang on to Hell Baby for too long. And in the frenzy, Ron... Does the whole, like, and just says, I, can, Whatever. I can get the shot. And Mickey's like, I trust you. Take the shot. And then he just shoots, shoots Mickey like four times. Yep. And at this point, Hell Baby makes its way to Vanessa, who for a second is just like, but this yes, is my, my child baby. and I want to protect it. But, you know, Hell Baby is Hell Baby. Yep. And she tosses it away again because it's clearly evil. And it kills Marjorie after she and Fresnel confess their love yes. for each other. Oh, Kills Marjorie, indirectly kills Father Padrigo because it bites him. Yeah. And then Father Padrigo gives the like, just do it. And I'm not going to make it. I'm not going to make it. Just do it. And Father Sebastian shoots him. And then he's like, I meant call an ambulance. Why did you pause did you between pause? the first part and the important part? <laughs> Why did you pause before the important part? It's dumb fun, but it's good. Mickey also gets murdered because somehow he is gun discharges and kills them. I don't yeah. know. It's all kind of indirectly because of yes. Hell Baby. And then Jack uses Callback. the ever-present faulty lamp yep. to vanquish the Hell Baby. Because how else would you do that but burn it with fire? Burn and it's it, very much the, like, if you're going to show a weapon, you have to use it kind right. of thing. Yes. Yeah. We just didn't know the lamp was going to be a weapon. <laughs> so it's over. Somehow there's an actual coroner's van, which... I don't know how the priests got that, but they did. So outside the house, everyone's kind of processing what happened. And they sort of say, like, oh, everything was wrapped up. And then Jack says, wait, except for the fact that what about the the porn? <laughs> how are you in that porn? And Vanessa says, oh, no, honey, didn't I told you this. My mom did porn back in the 70s for, like, a year or something. It was just to what, but pay for college. I'm like, oh, yeah. right, 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 right. And the dog is not a ghost dog. He is a real, just good boy dog who's just chilling around. Total, you know, red herring. As is, I guess, was the old lady. Oh, yeah. This is a part where she rides up on the bike and pronounces like, oh, you got yourself a bike. <laughs> just to, just, just to establish, just, just to be established creepy ambiance, but actually not follow through. Anyway, so then there's actually a very generally sweet moment when Vanessa says that she's going to name their son after Father Sebastian, and then Fresnel, Jack is not as on board with that name, but, you know, it's, it's Vanessa is putting her foot down. That's what the, the kid's going to be called, and I think it's actually very sweet. And then, yeah. very end, you know, Fresnel made it all the way through till the very last second, and then right at the very end, we get the, the classic, you know... <laughs> What is he you know, like? I thought I was gonna was gonna make it through all that demon stuff, and then and then he like narrowly misses the dog pup. Yep, narrowly misses the dog pup, and then the car comes in at the very end and just smacks right into him. And who is that guy again? Did I forget that's, who that guy was? That's the guy. Do you remember when Father Sebastian and Father Rodrigo are trying to rent a car and they're smoking in the car? Oh, and he place? says you can't smoke. That's yeah, right. and that they punch guy. him out. That's right. it's that guy. <laughs> And then we just it credits, and and end of movie. End of movie. Okay, so I mean, <laughs> I kind of gave it away in the beginning that I like this movie. It is dumb fun. It's not a cinematic masterpiece by any means, but it's funny and it's fun to watch, and you still get creepy, you know, horror movie elements. Yeah. So I like it. What did you think? I liked it too. Again, the you don't you're not necessarily watching this for a you know real plot-driven, unique take on the idea of, you know, a demon baby. No. But everyone in this is so good at being funny that that's, that's what you're here for. Yeah. Like, everyone in this is 
so talented, has such great comedic timing. Just watch for the performances. Watch for them doing the jokes. You know, that's enough in itself. So, no, I definitely did. I really enjoyed it. It was just kind of references to, you know, horror movie tropes of like, oh, yes, of course, that's going to happen. Like, ha ha, they're clearly poking fun at this or that. Like you said, it's just dumb fun. So, yeah. Yeah, I did. I did. I definitely did like it. Just turn your brain off and enjoy 94 minutes. Exactly. (laughs) Would you recommend it? I would recommend it. Again, I think that, you know, there are, you know, horror movies that are driven by, you know, truly like we are here to scare the shit out of you. And then ones that are just like, you know what, just have fun with it. And there are going to be some kind of horror aspects to it. So, like, it just depends on what you're in the mood for. But if you're in the mood for kind of just something to just kind of entertain you, but also have kind of a horror aspect to it, yeah, put this on. Absolutely. Yeah, and I love a good actually scary movie, and I love a good mm-hmm. non-horror comedy, but I, I love the horror comedies at the same You know, it's like <laughs> a Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Yes. You I know, or, uh, oh, I mean, I love a good horror comedy. It's good. Yeah. I would recommend this also, probably pretty, to pretty much everyone. I mean, yeah, it is something like if you're in the mood for a truly scary movie, this is probably not the one, but right. like, I... I think more people should watch this movie personally, (laughs) which is why I forced you to watch it. (laughs) I'm in the driver's seat tonight. (laughs) This is getting weird. Okay. So normally with stream Queens, I am the stream queen sommelier and Rachel asks me if I were to watch this movie again, what alcoholic beverage would I pair with it? But tonight Mm. I'm putting you on the spot. Oh God. So if you were to watch this movie again, Maybe with friends, mm-hmm. maybe alone, whatever, doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. What would you drink with this movie? Ooh, that's a great question. And now I'm thinking, I'm trying to think, what is like a classic like Louisiana drink? Ooh. Something with, again, I'm not a huge whiskey fan, but it probably would be something with, I don't know, like rye whiskey. That Ooh, would like, probably be. Like a whiskey sour or something? Yeah, something so, that's like something neon? Like that. Yeah. I would say, again, I mean that I probably wouldn't make that, but if that was, if someone was having like a, we're going to watch this movie at my place and these are the drinks, I'd be like, yeah, sure. I'll definitely have that. Let's have that. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a good, yeah. I think that's a good pairing. I approve. <laughs> As the resident stream queen sommelier, I approve <laughs> of your choice. Yes. All right. Anything else? Go watch it. It's fun. Have a whiskey with it. Enjoy. Yes. Chanel. He's obviously the MVP of this whole thing. Stole the show, 100%. King Michael Key, never not not amazing. I, like I was saying, I don't love Rob Corddry in every movie I've ever seen him in. Right. I like him in this one, though. Oh, yeah. I like him a lot in this one. Yeah, well, he's kind of, you know, again, playing more of the, like, you know, kind of the audience. Like, wait a minute, what's going on? Why are well, we doing this? You know, yeah. He's the most sensible of all the characters. Right. Exactly. He's the only one who 100% of the time, or, you know, is always bringing in the, like, what is going on yes. here? How has nobody else seen this yes. right now kind of character? Yeah. And it's not often that you see him play that kind of character. Yeah. So I like it. Yeah. I thought it was, I thought he did a, did a good job. Okay. Well, unless you are a part of the zombie girls patron and you're sticking around for the extended episode, that is going to be it for us tonight. If you have any thoughts on this movie or anything else, really, you can drop us a line at rachel at zombiegirls.com. That's G-R-R-L-Z.com. Or you can come hang out with us in the Facebook group. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at at Podcasts. That's plural. Or, you know, if you really like the show, we'd really appreciate it if you did us a huge favor by heading over to Apple Podcasts or wherever you find your podcast and leave us a review. We'd really appreciate that. And if you're looking for something spooky to watch tonight because you've already watched this and you want something else, you can check out the Zombie Girls VOD and streaming calendar, which we update all the time. Shows everything that's coming up this month and where you can find it. And then last, but certainly not least, if you really want to support us, you can join our Patreon where we have this really crazy discord where we talk about all sorts of stuff from what you're watching what you're listening to what you're playing video games and we also have a very special channel where we share pictures of our pets that one's my favorite that's probably the only one i ever go to <laughs> love that one we also have a merch store that you can find at zombiegirls.com forward slash merch where we uh i mean you know you want to wear a shirt with me and rachel on it or a magnet or a mug or a bag or things 
You can go check that out. Super fun. And we appreciate any sort of support because we love you guys and we love our audience. Thank you so much for sticking with us for all these years. The only thing we have left for this episode is what's happening next. Rachel and I will be returning to our Hellraiser mini season. Nice. Uh, with Hellraiser 3, Hell on Earth. <laughs> Clearly, I'm very excited about this. <laughs> I've, so I've never seen any of the Hellraisers until we started this mini season. We're doing it with the Here's Johnny guys, which is always super, super fun. And they always set up some sort of fun activity. We do like, uh, uh, oh my God, I'm Mad Libs. Oh, uh, nice. We do Mad Libs. We do trivia games. We do things like that. It's super fun. They're super fun guys. Rachel and Justin have seen the Hellraiser movies. Larry and I have not. So this is very split down the middle on uh, first experience versus... And then, I, you know, Rachel and Justin haven't seen them since they were probably in, you know, high school. So it's been a minute and they're revisiting. Mm-hmm. I've been warned <laughs> that the first two are considered the good ones. Mm-hmm. Have you seen the Hellraiser movies? Not in Any a long them? time, but I would agree with that. Yeah, I've been I've been told we've done the first two. We're on uh, Hellraiser three is the next one that we will be doing in a few weeks, and I've been warned that Hellraiser three is where they start to get weird. But to be honest, I thought two, two. <laughs> so I'm like, I mean, fuck, are we getting weird? Than two? Like, <laughs> what does weird it, mean? If if two is still considered right an uphill, I mean, yeah, <laughs> great. So I, you know, I don't know. It's also kind of fun to talk about movies that are. So we'll see. Excited. But come back. That's our next Dream Queen episode will be Hellraiser 3 Hell on Earth. So unless you're sticking around for the extended episode, that's it for us. Thank you so much, Hurley, for coming back and doing this with me tonight. I really appreciate it. And it was really fun. It was really fun. So Hurley, will you do us the honors and take us out tonight? Sure. Thanks for listening. It was so much fun to be back here. And um, we hope you guys come back next next time. Good night, everybody. Thanks, everybody, for listening. And to Mars for always being willing to geek out about horror movies with me. Production on this episode was done by yours truly and edited by Ariel Messman-Rucker. And our theme song for this show is Die Historic by Three Chain Links. Okay, so (laughs) if you are still here... Uh, this is the extended episode for this for our patrons, and I don't know what I'm doing still. I'm Should also, we keep talking you know, about bread? Oh my god, we could do an entire <laughs> extended episode about bread. <laughs> we, I feel like we could have kept going, but then we like rein ourselves back in to actually keep talking about the movie. Oh that we yeah, we're we're scared for business or whatever. <laughs> bread is pleasure. I did. Uh, <laughs> So bread and sandwiches, bread and sandwiches. I did find my f- absolute favorite sandwich literally in the entire world last summer. Oh. Did you I tell you about that? Seattle. It was in Seattle. Oh my fucking God. No, tell me more. I, this is gonna be a plug. Obviously this is what it's gonna sound like. It's called, it's called Dayru market. They do not deliver anywhere outside of Seattle. I would probably pay a ridiculous amount to offer them to do so, but they will not do it. So I went to Seattle for the last two, my last two birthdays, 30 and 31. Spoilers, I'm 31 years old. Um, And we went there just by chance. My sister was like, oh, I've been here. Let's go there. We, we We went when I was celebrating my 30th birthday. There was not really a whole lot to do because nothing was open. So we ended up just kind of stopping there at this place called Dayroom Market. It's in, it's in Kirkland. It's not in downtown Seattle, but it, it was a, what's the sandwich called? Now I'm looking up the menu. It's like a grilled, like a chicken salad sandwich. And it was truly like I had elevated to another plane of existence while I was eating it. It was one of those things where like, we'd had this big breakfast, like this big brunch at the hotel and then we got the sandwich and I was like, all right, well, I am not hungry. So I'll just like hold on to it. I'll have a bite because my sister recommended it and I'll just see how cut to me eating the entire thing when I'm literally not even hungry because I could not stop. Like I needed to have it in my mouth. That's what she said. I'm, I'm but, literally Googling it right now because I'm like, yes, oh my God. You should. It was, it's the, like the, like the chicken salad, like the, like the shit. I, I'll know it if I see the menu anyway, but it is so, so good. It's like 
chicken salad on like focaccia and it has like greens and like this, they make their own like caramelized onion, like jam, which sounds weird. Oh it's not God. jam, but it just means it's like, it, uh, oh my God, it's so good. And then like a, like a, you know, aioli type thing. It is like, I hate, I, I think it's weird. Like I, I feel like that the idea of like comparing food, like, oh, it's better than sex. I would be okay with never having sex again if I could just have this sandwich. <laughs> like, it is so good. It is so good. And everyone should go there. And you can't get it unless you actually go there. Um, but if you're in Seattle, that is where you should go. And maybe for every meal? I don't know. Is that wrong now that it's like, I want to go to Seattle just for this reason? I like, mean, it's not even like, oh, if I'm in Seattle. It's like, well, because I'm in Seattle. <laughs> I mean... I would go with you to just go to that place because literally I, I, I don't need that much of it. My sister has a couple of friends up there. I, I, my cousin lives up there, but it's like, it really is just like the best thing. I've, one of the best things I've ever, ever eaten in my entire life is this sandwich. And I feel like we don't, Ariel, Feel free to cut all of this out because I feel like I'm literally just ranting about the sandwich right now, but it is so good. That is, that is the sandwich I would recommend some, literally anybody has. If you're in Seattle, if you're near Seattle, if you're near Seattle, you probably already know what I'm talking about. And you're like, yep, if I know. If you're near I the state of Washington. <laughs> if you're near the state of Washington. Anyway. Go to Seattle. That's my thing. recommendation. It's not, and like, I know we started talking about bread. The whole sandwich is good. Obviously, the bread's good, but the entire sandwich is, is, is the best sandwich I've ever had in my life. Easily. I fucking love sandwiches. But. <laughs> anyway, okay, let's have me stop talking for a while. No, 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 you're great. <laughs> also, I love sandwich talk. Uh, but our, I don't know, I was, no, I definitely was, no, I'm covered with confidence. I wasn't struggling to come up with a topic for the extended episode whatsoever. But... <laughs> well, what did we uh, say? Neighbor stuff? Yeah, neighbor so inspired by our favorite character in this movie. For now. Uh, for now. I was wondering if you had any good mm. uh, real invasive neighbor stories, weird neighbor mm. stories. Doesn't necessarily need to be invasive, but, you know, just... Because, you know, you and I have both lived in a lot of apartments yes. and strange areas and uh you know just wondering picking your brain any mm. any crazy neighbor stories neighbors i mean i've been lucky enough that i haven't had any like really like i'm concerned about this person stories um well here um, i can i can start if you, you need a minute you start and i'll think as you while you go so i lived in it was a portland suburb for a while. I actually lived there for a while because it was like affordable and it was like in Where college. Where was it? Tell me. Uh, it was in Happy Valley. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So I lived in this and it was back in a time when Happy Valley didn't have the best, despite the name, didn't have the best <laughs> reputation. <laughs>